Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Fun fact, behind the scenes, we are always recording. And only an hour each week gets released to you. When I was in high school, I thought that was the dream, right? Yeah. Like a YouTube couple who was just always on, right? Always sure. recording stuff. If anyone in my life, platonic <laughs> or romantic, came yeah. at me right now and was like, hey guys... I would smack them in the face <laughs> and break their phone in half. I don't hey, what's want up, you guys? to be seen or heard. No, don't address me. Don't. I don't want to be perceived unless mm-hmm. I tell you it's okay. Right. I need to be. I, I need you to consent to. <laughs> I need to consent to be uh, perceived. I'm very much returning back to like my seven to nine year old self who was like, "Mom, put the camera away. Right. <laughs> like, Get out. I don't want photos." Don't look at me. But it's just because I've lived, I've lived so many lives yeah. now. And I don't, I don't want any more on my digital footprint than what I consent to. Yeah. And that's fair, you know. We are tumbling through the downfall of so many things. And some, some people are quite literally tumbling through them. So. Exactly. Yes, literally. <laughs> the last thing I want is if I were to gather with a friend and they were like, Hey guys, I'm going to unbox this. And it's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut up. No. (laughs) Just show me the stuff in your bag and that's it. Don't talk to me. Right, exactly. Now, if it's ironic, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Because I do actually want to see what's in your bag because I'm nosy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I am first and foremost a nosy bitch, but I also don't want you to acknowledge me in any capacity. Is that a crime? Yeah. Is that too much to ask? I lived through being on YouTube. I don't need my face no. online anymore. No. Thank you, though. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I've, I am so much now just a pile of bones on a porch. Yeah. <laughs> on a porch. <laughs> I just, I am the decaying pumpkin that my neighbors three houses down still it's have very, on their porch. It's very poetic imagery. Yeah. Thank you. You don't that's not Instagrammable. Just leave me be. Right. Just put me in your yard. I'll become pumpkins next year. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Into the Twilight. Hey, I am a well, hundred years old. Yes, we are rotting pumpkins on your stoop. Say hello. Or don't don't acknowledge us. Just we're there. <laughs> that's gotta be a Ruby Cower poem, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey um i know we've been saying this for like six years going into our seventh now (laughs) um but how is the how's the trash fire in your neck of the woods going the trash fire um you mean just the state of the world just the state of just the state of the state of watching things continue to burn down around me yeah for sure Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, it's been fun, especially for someone whose main job description is Twitter. This has been a really fun <laughs> few weeks for me. We could talk about that, but I don't. That's not a happy thing. That's just a fun thing that's in my life. Just a, another cause of your high blood pressure. Right. Yeah. Just like a fun little <laughs> addition to that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wanted to bring a happy thing that is also kind of a callback to a happy thing I've had in the past. Oh, I love that. I don't know if you remember about last year, I told you about a man who went live on Twitch for 30 straight days. And I, I kept do checking remember in this on man. him. Yes. Uh, so this man, I've continued to watch this guy. Guess what he's doing again? <laughs> Team No Sleep? <laughs> Team No Sleep. It is different. I will say this. He's doing another subathon. This time it's all for charity which slay so he's not doing it for 30 days like he did last time he's doing it for 50 hours Um, oh my god but this the 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 change here is that he's locked inside of a glass box and he can't leave (sighs) this is somebody something i know okay that's what i'm saying though like every time i think about like because this is like a trend that like a lot of people used to do especially post that that big one of being like let's see how long i could do it or like make it's a good way to like do charity streams or like make a lot of money for something whatever um but a lot of it i feel is exhibitionism which like not to yuck your yum or anything but just say what it is (laughs) just say that you're kind of yeah just be honest of like where you're getting the money from for thousands of people watching you and your every mood, you're probably, that's probably a thing that you, if you keep doing it, probably is a thing that you're into. Not, you know, not going to yuck anyone's yums or anything. You know that dude who has the Halloween horror house where he makes people sign like pages of waivers and it's like Mm -hmm. a legitimate torture house. You know he's watching the stream being like, ha 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 ha. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's just like for only sickos. It's yeah, it's sickos only. Um, and so naturally, I have been watching. Uh, <laughs> right? Just, yeah, a resident I wanna, sicko. I want to see it. You know. Right. And it's been fun. It's definitely a different energy, and also it's a lot less time consuming because it's like, oh, I don't have to catch up on thirty days worth of vods or things that I missed. I can sure. just like kind of pop in and out or whatever. But he can't pop in and out. Right. The last box. <laughs> right. Exactly. He cannot. He is stuck there. Um, there's also a live audience. We streaming this on youtube but there's also like literal people just like there outside of the box outside of yeah it's like this big box inside of like this you know studio warehouse situation and inside the box there's like a couch there's like a tv there's like things going on it's not just like he's by himself everything that you are saying continues (laughs) to get scarier yeah Yeah, because the way that you were describing this before (laughs) i thought it was like that episode of even stevens no where he gets into like the storefront of something sure and i was like that's weird but like that's where glass boxes usually are sure and now you're saying it's in a weird fucking studio in the middle of nowhere where things like crimes do happen well it's like a it's like a a place that runs a lot of events like like a lot of creator events or something like that right Um, events uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe this guy will get married. Who knows? We'll see it live if it happens. I'm oh. so scared right now. Like, imagine, this is not going to be more comforting, but imagine the, the glass box in you. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm imagining right now. But with furniture that and, like, internet. And then also, like, maybe 200 people. 
outside watching. <sighs> and also tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people watching on the internet. This is, Critical <laughs> Minds has done several episodes on this exact thing. Yeah, so but maybe. it's not a man, it's not an adult white man. Mm-hmm. It's a child. Right, yeah. They're oh. at the $100,000 mark, so good for them. Um, and they're just sitting on a couch, and there's some other man there. I don't know who he is. Um, and they're he, Who's in the box? In the box. <laughs> yeah. People can come in and out, like people who work on the... So it's not locked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's locked in the sense that he can't leave, but it's not like locked, locked. Hmm. Except, I guess, when he has to pee. Because that's probably... You don't want to stream that in a glass box. Okay, so he is allowed to... Okay. <laughs> All right. This does change things. So he does not have to urinate. And defecate yes. in the box. That is the one thing, yeah, that he's allowed to do. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, so that's better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they had to put some, some ground rules, I feel. All right, I do feel a little bit better about this. does sound more like... Um, a bit more humane, yeah. ...for charity and not <laughs> literal torture. Right, not like a fear right. factor situation. <laughs> right, exactly. They're sure. not just going to, like, throw spiders in there. Yeah, so that is my slightly unsettling happy thing. Um, of both voyeurism and exhibitionism on his part. Um, sure. <laughs> so um, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. I will oh. say, just for those who are curious, I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. Of course. But I did have to give myself a little bit of a break because I got jump scared by... This is this is supposed to be my safe show, right? Right. It's helping <laughs> me with my sad. It's consistent. Sure. For me, a safe show means that people that I don't like aren't supposed to be in it. Mm. Yeah. That changed because I started getting into episodes that I did not know. This is unfamiliar territory to me. Right. Um, and I was unfortunately jump scared by Matthew Morrison, who was in not one, but four episodes of Grey's Anatomy. And I said, hmm, got a blast. Yeah, that's a no for me. Why would Shonda do this to me? I trusted you. Yeah. Because he's so, like, Matthew Morrison in general is a scary person that I did not quite realize when I was a child watching Glee. I was like, you give me the ick, but I don't really understand why. Um, And then they literally cast him as a villain in this. And I was like, you are the scariest (laughs) person I've ever seen. Um, And I hate you so much. So... I had to take a pause, and that's fine, because now there's there's so much new television that I can't breathe, and it's a good thing, and I'm not complaining about it. It's just, I need to rejoice. Yeah. So, my happy thing this week, <laughs> the specific consultant at Netflix who is monitoring my activity is like, oh, bitch, you started watching something new other than Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. Is The Crown. In fact. Yeah. Okay. This new season, specifically. Sure. I have been waiting on bated breath since <laughs> since Miss Ma'am died. Finally, Miss yeah. um, Ma'am, see what the crown was good. <laughs> um, to may see she rest if, in peace, Miss Ma'am. May she may she not. No, may, may she, she not, roll. Yeah. Uh, to see if they were going to continue and move forward with season six, because that's the thing. Since I started watching the crown, I was like, damn, this is going to get like really good once she dies. Yeah. Sorry to any of you who are stands of colonialism, but that's not, hey, that's none of this show. That's not our truth, yeah. That's not, that's not my truth. You're in the wrong place, my guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this season is 
very good. The casting is goddamn putting the woman who has scared the shit out of me as Miss Umbridge as Ugh. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Holy That's a great fuck. casting choice for sure. Is very good. Obviously like Elizabeth Debicki, my tall beautiful wife. Here's the question, how tall is she in the show? Do they actually let her oh be tall? Oh my god. They I think they're almost exaggerating it a little bit every time <laughs> she's next to Charles. <laughs> Like, they were like, Miss Ma'am, please, can you stand on this apple box, please? Right. Okay. That's good to hear, because I feel like in so many other movies and stuff, they won't let her be tall. And it's no. it's a detriment to her her whole Diana prowess. Diana had a growth spurt. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. She had two children. She's 30. And then she grew. Like Sometimes puberty happens inches. at different times. And that's right. okay. It happens, and it's beautiful. <laughs> the only annoying thing, and I have seen differing takes on this, I do still think they made the actor who's playing Charles too pretty. Too pretty, yeah. That's ugh. When I initially saw the photos, I was like, yeah, yeah, he looks kind of fucky. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. But as I've been watching it, I, I think maybe it has, I mean, the actor's obviously, like, this is no shade to the actor. The actor's doing a great job. I think yeah. it's the combination of the actor their bone structure and the makeup department he's Mm. too handsome and we all know like that's not charles (laughs) that's not charles yeah so i it's very good i'm not gonna spoil anything for you but also hey it's history it's already happened so sorry i love the crown because if the if netflix is gonna put that much money into anything i'm gonna watch it Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that I am grateful for this time of year because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And we've got so much good TV. So I'm, give it to me. I love it. I love it all. Yeah. Hell yeah. We have some amazing little tidbits of current events since we were off last week yes just just a little appetizer for you nothing too big you've probably already heard these but for those of you who good for you stay away from social media and our kind of current events we just want to give you an update yeah first of which is very important pen as you might be familiar does a podcast called pod crushed and The love of my life, Victoria Pedretti, was on there. (laughs) Our wife. (laughs) Um, Was, as so many people have said, was reunited with Penn. It was lovely to hear the two of them together. Some of the clips that I've seen that they've been sharing the most on TikTok um, has been Victoria just like pulling out fidgets. Yes. It's the most indicative (laughs) of our whole thing. (laughs) I love I it. Like it's so I've relatable. Seen. And like Penn's just fascination with it and that he just holds it for mm-hmm. way too long. Victoria's <laughs> like, give it back. <laughs> I need to finish it. It's so good. Which is surprising because it's like, homie, you have a kid, right? <laughs> right. Like, I feel like his kid is still in the newborn stage. So it makes sense that he might not be familiar. Yeah. I'm just honestly shocked that more, more actors who do the press junkets Totally. aren't visibly holding fidgets yeah 
Because I would not be able to get through one of those Mm-mm. without just like ripping paper if they did not give me a fidget. Yeah. The other piece of news was one that you shared with me. Could you yes. do us the honors? Uh, well, ladies, <laughs> gents, and all the others, we officially announce the reunion and the holy matrimony of Taylor Lautner and Taylor Lautner. God damn it. <laughs> Taylor Lautner Squared is official. They uh, got married in like a vineyard estate in California. And crucially, are both named Taylor Lautner now, legally. And in These love. two motherfuckers, I swear. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I do love the photos. This wedding looks beautiful. Yeah, these photos are gorgeous. They look like they're... This is the happiest I've ever seen Taylor Lautner, I think. Literally. <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. It obviously looks rich. Yes. But to their benefit, it doesn't look rich ugly. No. It's very, it's not like tasteless rich. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that they're showing looks very classic like they won't Mm -hmm. regret this (laughs) these photos and and a lot of the decor in like 20 30 years yeah which i is hard to say for a lot of people who are rich and have weddings yeah i wish that i mean taylor looks great in the suit that he wore during the the actual wedding but this velvet yes the rehearsal dinner suit this blue (sighs) velvet is chef's kiss love to see it this man it's so it's very cute it looks very much like something you would just see on like instagram or pinterest yeah it's very basic but not in a bad way and i love that i think it's no yeah i think they deserve that they do (laughs) it doesn't need to be gaudy and silly and over the top it's just like a classic nice rich wedding here's what i will not abide by Mm. I don't like that both of their names are Taylor Lautner. I don't, no, I don't like it either. I don't like it. I told you this when you sent it to me. Yeah. And I still am frustrated by it. There's so many logistical issues with this. Right. What about the mail? What right. about phone calls? <laughs> yeah. What about your staff who's going to be like, Taylor? Like, right. which one? Which one? <clears throat> yeah. And I like, hate, I get I that. Hate- Dome is kind of a pretty rough last name for sure. Like, I get <laughs> it's it. pretty hard. I get, it. I get it. But like, and like maybe hyphening is maybe not their jam, but I feel like there could have been something, a hybrid situation rather than just being legitimately the same name twice. But also, can you imagine like you wouldn't take that last, you wouldn't take Pattinson? You know what I mean? Like, Fuck. yeah, I mean, you gotta, okay, I mean, you know. You, you gotta, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, t- you gotta do it. When you seize the opportunity. Again, logistical issues. Is she gonna change her social media handles? You can't have Ugh. two Taylor Lautners. Right. <laughs> Taylor Lautner, official, one, official, for real. Right, exactly. for, for real, though, <laughs> for real. Like, yeah. you know that their publicist and, like, their manager had, like, a heart attack over this when they were like, yeah, so we discussed it, we're, Taylor's gonna change her name. Uh, right no (laughs) we have an amazing twilight backstory could you read this absolutely okay this is from Haley. hello Haley. 
says, hi, I'm Haley. I'm 24 and I'm new to your podcast. I was obsessed with the Twilight movies when I was a young teen, but I'd never read the books. When the last movie came out, my parents got me tickets to go to the marathon showing, showing all the movies. I can't believe I was at movie theater that long. I was not a book reader up until about two years ago, after watching the Vampire Academy movie and becoming interested in Rose and Dimitri's journey. I read the Mm. whole series within a couple months, so I decided to buy the Twilight books to give them a shot because I love the movies. I've gotten to Noon Moon and haven't touched it for a while. Uh, Bella's being reckless and stupid. (laughs) And stupid is driving (laughs) on, and I can't even deal with it. So who knows when I'll get back to that series. As for Vampire Academy, I was hoping you would finish the last two books before starting the show because the creators have said in interviews they're not doing things in order and they're pulling storylines from all six books. Uh Uh-oh. Specifically the sixth book. Uh Uh-oh. Did not know this. Oh, fuck. And the spinoff series, also known as the Bloodline series, takes place right after the Vampire Academy series. So you'll need to read those right after. I'm so excited for you guys to continue with the series and the spinoff. Also, have you read the after series or seen the movies? It is very toxic couple, which is right up your (laughs) alley. Thanks for all the laughs. Fuck. Wow. Haley. Okay. Well, thank you all for letting us know beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Why I did no not, one tell us this? I did not know Fuck. that. Um, but I, I think, mean, that makes sense. It makes sense. But I also think in the way that this, you know, time lapse, like time lapse stuff going on here, like, I don't think we'll like be spoiled by things too much. And by the time we get to those places in the books, you know what I mean? Like, I think we'll... Right. I think it'll be fine. I think we'll probably be okay. But Here's what I'll say. Having not read the last two books... And I barely remember the last two books, so... (laughs) Right. I don't know what happens. I do feel like if they are banking on a second season... Right. A major... Where I feel like this is going from the... uh, From the foreshadowing they've done so far is they're going to end this with Dimitri getting got. Yeah. And I feel like we got to that part in the books. Right. So. And I think like anything they could pull out, like I feel they are banking on multiple seasons and I don't think they're going to like, the things will be minor. I feel. Right. Or less like huge major plot a lot more sense that they were intentional about it, though. But it does, it does make a lot more sense (laughs) of why this is (laughs) Yeah. Haley, thank you for this critical piece of information. I have not seen or read the After series. I, um, I do have After history because I- Oh my god, really? No, I watched one of them unintentionally. I think it was like the second or the third one, not knowing this was like a series- because uh, it has uh, one of the Sprouses in it, I think. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, so we watched one of them. It definitely was not the first one. Because I'm like, we definitely, I feel like we missed something. Because I don't know why <laughs> these people are all mad at each other and horny. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Just zero to 100. Yeah. We have two listener emails here. One is from Katya Karp. Mm. It is titled, I Caught an L. And then I feel like this is, you will enjoy this. Um, Katya says, hello all. Patron and longtime listener, Katya clocking in for my dumb bitch shift. Uh, (laughs) Do do y'all remember the Sarah Snook persuasion adaptation we were robbed of? Okay, well, I have something embarrassing to admit. I need y'all to know that I was confusing Sarah Snook with Sarah Sherman, famously from SNL. And just this instant learned... Which one Sarah Snook was? 
That's all. Just imagine a persuasion adaptation with the girl from SNL. And that's what I've been picturing in my mind for months. Sorely embarrassed, Katya. Katya, you have opened the best Pandora's (laughs) box of potential adaptations I've ever seen. Can you fucking imagine? I would die. Because we've talked about Sarah Squirm, a.k.a. Sarah Shannon, on the podcast before. We love, we stan. Right. I, confusing her with Sarah Snook is incredible. I'm obsessed with that. But just putting Listen, her. Listen, there's a lot of Sarahs. There's a lot of Sarahs. There's too many Sarahs, okay? Sorry. Not not too many. There's a, per- a great amount of Sarahs. Not too- <laughs> so there should be less Fuck Sarah. it. I'll say it. There's too many Sarahs. Okay, fine. But. I've taught. You have to do like Sarah S, Sarah B. Like, fuck that. Right. Like, Sarah Squirm, just like, as herself, essentially, with like her clown overalls, <sighs> doing gross out shit but also in Persuasion, would be maybe the best movie ever made. It makes so much sense, honestly. I need it, actually. We need to be, we need to contact Hollywood. Stat. HBO, I'm emailing Hello. You. Come on. Watch out for my carrier pigeon right now. Okay, I have another email here. This is from Kat, titled Home Team, because we released our a locked Home Team episode for you all last week. Yes. You're welcome, by the way. Yes. Um, this is, <laughs> Kat says, hello, I just had to email in and say that Gary Valentine, aka the guy you thought was Kevin James, is his brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Love you, Kat. That does make sense. That, uh, They look honestly, identical. That does make sense. Makes so much more sense when we were on IMDb and we were like, damn, they do kind of look the same. They do they look exactly that further. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, nope, it stops here. <laughs> The research yeah. point stops here. Listen, they got two different last names. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> right, exactly. What am I going to do, check? Does that mean that Kevin's last name, like his real non-Hollywood last name is Valentine? Oh my God, Kevin Valentine. You know he got made fun of so much in school for that, but that's actually really cute. No, it's a totally different name. What the fuck? Kevin George Nip thing? Excuse me. <laughs> No, he definitely got made fun of for that. That's <laughs> unfortunate. Oh, yeah. So, no, Gary Valentine is his stage name, and his last name is Nip Thing as well. So they are brothers. Damn. Okay. Damn. So he was just like, all right, if I get to make up anything. Right. We both can just pick names. Gary, then Valentine, then. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Kat. I mean, how are we uh, supposed to know? For you know, doing more Googling than we did. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking three extra clicks. Yeah. online for us right <laughs> god damn it you know what sometimes listen we do tell you all don't fact check us cat's the only one that can do it that's so, yeah cat has the fact checking privileges that's it because cat ends their emails with love you so yeah it's that's fine so cat earned it cat <laughs> cat earned it cat solved a mystery that we had had for two months <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so when we last watched Vampire Academy episode six, I remember smooching. That's yes. really all I remember. It had been a long time <laughs> since I watched this. That's really all I remembered. Yeah, we had smooching. We had a little bit more Adrian. We had. Yeah, we had the ceremony. We had the ceremony, yes. Um, um, we had much Sonia more of like, the spirit. Yeah, so yes. Went up, went AWOL, yeah, and went kind of a little off off the rails. Um, yeah. And everyone's kind of in a bad spot, a little bit. Just a smidge. Yeah. So that's 
What You Missed on Glee. Let's um, resetting this <laughs> episode. seven. Um, here's what I'll say. I hope that you weren't interested in hearing more about Meredith. Yeah. Or Mia. Mm-mm. Or They Christian, are gone. They're out. <laughs> or Mason, because it's been several episodes now. Yeah. I'm like, listen, we were kind of building these up to be very important things mason especially obviously with like this love triangle situation um Mm -hmm. and he just kind of dipped and is gone and he didn't make that trial thing and so he's gone now right and then mia and meredith who where are they probably being cute together but like i would like to see it but we don't know yeah there's no eddie but also there's no jesse so right so we do get a win there (laughs) There's one, there's one there's one win yeah yeah um there's a lot of backstory yes in this episode yeah that what a lore here's what i'll say if you hadn't read the books could have used this not in episode seven right episode one a little bit closer to the top yeah for sure because <laughs> in the books we get this uh, right away mm-hmm yeah but that's fine that's fine i know i know you're looking for tension and mystery that's okay right it's fine i'm not gonna judge you for that um i still don't know the heretic's name i are we not supposed to know i don't mm, i don't think we know i don't know that they ever mentioned that person's like the journalist like the Daily right. Mail fucking da- person. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't think we got her name. I did not pick up on it. If we, got I, I don't think so. But yeah. her story is like the A plot. Yeah. At center this. stage for this. Yeah. Because uh, they're like, oh, man, we got to find out more about this spirit situation. Um, uh, it is smart. Since they are, since the showrunners are just having like a fun time playing with plot mm-hmm. and being like, fuck the book's timeline. Like, let's just have a blast here. Right. I did think it was smart that they introduced to the audience, not necessarily the characters, the alchemists. Yes. Yeah. That's really smart how they did that of being like, hey, just so you know, this is a thing. Might be important. Because I feel like it, it is a natural question. Both as a reader, but also I would imagine for someone who has not read the books to be like, okay, so they're going into the human world. If this shit's happening, how the fuck do humans not know? Right. And so to be able to see the the visualization in the television show of like the gold skin of the alchemist, mm-hmm. very cool. Very sick. And then yeah. the, the stuff that Sydney had talked about too of the like drop poison stuff. That just yeah. makes the Strigoi go gone just girl. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Turn it to dust. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. We definitely got a little bit better on the, the graphics up in here, which I appreciate. Um, it looked very, very fun. Yeah. How they, how they <laughs> the visualized. The movie could never. No. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> the movie could never. Um, I Some of the, the lore was a little bit more expanded than in the book, too, because we're getting it from that third-person perspective. Yeah. So they're talking about Vladimir the messenger and mm. also saying stuff like the first great lie. Yeah. And that was interesting to me 
Because we oh, there's yeah. a lot in this episode about like duty and not poop, but like <laughs> the role, right? Yeah, um, the service, yeah, the service, the the, yeah. the need that 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 plays, and that yeah. being something that was told because they mention it like being told as a child and like in Sunday school and stuff that like Vlad was one of the thirteen saints and he's like been killing it, mm. but it was all a lie. It's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think her name was Clarice, or is that a different? That was a different. I believe name. you. Yeah. Let's let's go with that. that Otherwise, good. heretic. Let's let's just go heretic. Well, because they call her a heretic, and she's not. Yeah. She's telling no. the truth. Yeah. No, I think it's Clarice. I think that's who this is. Yes. Okay. That sounds. I believe you. That sounds yeah. right to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Very interesting. I will say, uh, especially with how the reactions that are happening because like they're so they're playing with the plot right and so when Mm. we end up having this whole thing it feels very wild that adrian knows about lissa and rose but dimitri doesn't know at this time yeah totally feels weird don't like it and then when he does find out when they're like standing outside the like apartment he's having a full-on crisis of faith at that time completely and i don't think we really get that in the books right because he was just like that's weird right but (laughs) that's kind of god do my job right whereas we see him being like you can't this is no there's like playing with god right yeah Mm -hmm. all i'm saying is like, it makes sense because Dimitri's like, you tell him one thing and he's like, yeah, absolutely. Right. I was just worried that they were going to be like, the way that he responded just very much gave me the that like TikTok meme where it's like, you're gay. And it's right. like, can you just think outside the bun for a second? Right. Just like expand our minds here. Um, Why are you just so trusting of the government? Right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of also, I feel like Dimitri's fault in general of like so beholden to rules right and the structure of things boring um, which is yeah boring for sure but like obviously when you're with someone like rose who like cares about rules in the sense of succeeding but also like will bend them to do whatever she wants and get right. what she needs um it's always like an interesting dynamic um i did think it was interesting too that we saw kind of glimmers of rose's nausea thing oh my god with the strip um, cause as we know, she's guarding, uh, or she's like, she was with, um, this group of people and stuff. Um, and she was like, we gotta get out of here. There's something going on here. Um, and the whole kind of consensus was like, we didn't see anything. Like, what right. are you talking about? And she was like, trust me, it was there. And I like, <laughs> that was like a little tiny hint of this, all these kind of things coalescing at once. It's also interesting to, to see that before, this realization of of the bond itself, like, in a real way. Yeah. Um, of what it actually means. Because that's the thing, right? So they, this whole, the A plot, anyways, is Lissa and Adrian are, yeah. like, we need to go to the human, we need to go outside the Dominion, go see the humans. This is where Clarice, the heretic, lives. Um. We got to get this info. Because obviously we're not going to find it in a book, this, like, real truth about Vlad. Yeah. Um, but the only way to find out this info of where she lives is we need to go to this secret club 
that mm-hmm. has a, a secret club in the club to right. go there. And, yeah. <laughs> and of course, Demetrius like, fucking no. Um, which is very interesting. But I thought that it was very cool that we've seen hints of Rose's um, like spidey sense before, mm-hmm. but she's been very much like not trusting of it. And this time she was like, I'm going to dance and I'm going to yeah. make Dimitri have fun because what else do we have to, like, we can't, we're not allowed in the Maroi section of the club. Right. What else do we have to do? And so having to rely solely on her instinct at this time, which is everything that she's been told to ignore Mm-hmm. I love. I was also dying when it happened again at Clarice's apartment, and Dimitri mm. was like, "So they're here, right?" And she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he's right. like, "I'm not. I'm not unobservant. I've noticed that this happened before. Like, is it Lissa or is it the Stragoy?" And she's like, "You notice me? Uh, <laughs> uh, who me? What?" <laughs> <laughs> it was so that. And, I mean, everything that happened between them this episode was super cute. And yeah. obviously was too good to be true, which are very heartbreaking. Yep. Because, like, even like, the beginning of this episode, they're, like, way past the, the end of the last episode of Smooching. They're, like, fully kind of into each other. And it's, like, very cute. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're, like sneaking and- around and, like. Dimitri letting his guard down. Letting sir. his guard down for once. Like, hello. Almost getting caught by Lissa. Right. Sir. Oh, that was so cute. Um, of course, that has to go into shambles. Um. <laughs> and it's like you're on a ferry and yeah. you're wrapping Rose up in your duster, which, like, sir, uh, your duster. Hello. Um, and talking about how rules are the only thing that like keeps your darkness in control which like shut the fuck up how dare you Um, (laughs) being like and saying stuff like freedom scares me to death or it did and then and he doesn't get to finish that sentence and it's like i'm physically unwell and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw up (laughs) i know that they're trying to condense books right like months and months of a relationship into mere episodes right and i will say like because of the chemistry between these two actors it, it works well right i, I just that, yeah, i sure. want more <laughs> yeah it's just that of course it's not going to work when there are stragoy and it's choosing between like taking care of each other yeah. and taking care of your bond babe right and that moment of hesitation, too, is always the thing that we get from Dimitri in the books and stuff, of being like, you can't do that. And, like, that's kind of the catalyst for him to be like, this isn't good anymore. This doesn't work anymore. And then also Lissa realizing the whole, like, resurrection thing, essentially, we get confirmation of that um, through the bond and how the bond is actually, like, not going great for both of them because <laughs> they're in right. really dark places. Um, so Rose is kind of fucked. Like, Rose, from all sides, being like, I, my babe and my babe, <laughs> my two babes. Are... Which is why it was so interesting that Clarice was the one that said, never hesitate. Mm-hmm. Instead of Dimitri in that moment. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's such clear foreshadowing from, 
like because that was his whole thing in the books was always saying that like yeah rose if you remember one thing about me that i'll say out loud it's never hesitate but also like i love you right yeah and so for her to say that and then the next thing that we really see is rose getting two breakups Mm -hmm. in like essentially one moment it's like god fucking damn it (laughs) so sad and there were okay there's two moments about this that i thought were hilarious even though this is a very sad moment when they do that close-up shot on rose after dimitri says this when he's Mm. just like running in the background i was (laughs) laughing my ass off he's got a silly run (laughs) he's just he's just zooming and it's like i'm trying to focus on her and her pain and he is just running right it's like (laughs) they didn't like check the shot and like how that would look, and he just kind of like is scooting around it's like it's like imagine if like that that end scene in call me by your name where timmy chalamet is like crying by the fireplace and someone just like fucking zooms and skirts right behind him (laughs) as that's happening (laughs) like in a comic way not in the way of like just casually walking um, I would, that's like, I'm trying to focus on the pain. <laughs> and that's, okay. And so the next breakup too, Lissa doesn't even let her through the doorway. Uh, she's girls. not even, she's standing. And this is why I'm like, you know how she's like fully consumed by her grief. Because anyone could have been walking by. Jesse could have yeah. been steps away and hearing yeah. this. Like, girl, get oh, her at least... I know you don't want to be close to her, but, like, close the fucking door. (laughs) You're talking about things that are illegal. So bad at crime. But, yeah, the fact that she, like, closes the door and Rose is, like, banging on it. Oh, I wanted to throw myself (laughs) into the sun. It's so painful. I hate it. So Rose is down astronomical right now. (laughs) It's just things are bad for Rose, which I will say... It's true to the books. Right. It is. Yeah. It's true to the fiction for sure. And I think that this episode more than those previously, I feel aligned to her, like to Mm. Rose. And I wouldn't have said that about previous episodes. No, this is the first time it's been like, oh, not that it's from her POV, but like it feels like you actually feel for her in a way that we did feel for her in the books. Um. And it's, it's, I'm like, I've been waiting for this. I wanted to see. Yes. She's not just like a stone warrior, whatever. Like, oh my God. Yeah. She's a person and like has a very compelling narrative that we can focus on. God. Speaking of compelling, <laughs> yes. I need to talk to you about Adrian seeing oh Rose for the Stop. first time. Uh, uh. He said the words. <sighs> This motherfucker shows up in a suit and sunglasses, fully hungover, if yeah. not still drunk. Yeah. Dimitri, this whole time that he's around Adrian, just wants to kick the shit out of this dude. Which yeah. I love. <laughs> I'm obsessed it's, with that energy. It's, I'm, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it so much because that's how I felt about book yeah. Adrian. So it's accurate. Yeah. But this motherfucker the... looks at Rose and says, mm-hmm. little Hampier. And I he wanted does. to die. Yeah. And he does it with that sly little grin and his little eyes i'm physically <sighs> unwell i hate because it he looks at her like yeah we're gonna be together ma'am <sighs> right which is interesting too because like 
I love this, right? Like, I love the the Rose Adrian sort of kerfuffle or whatever, especially in the last book that we read of that, like, build up to that moment, right? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting having it done like this, this early, because before there was, like, obviously the speculation that Adrian and Lissa were somewhat of a, a, a secret thing when they weren't, but, like, they were just spending a lot of time with each other because of the spirit things. And, like, all the jealousy and stuff around that. But I, I think it's interesting just, like, kind of axing that and just, like, adding that into the Rose dynamic a little bit. Yeah. Because that like, was the really... whole thing in the books is that, like, when Tatiana was queen, she was like, well, obviously, you need to be with Adrian. Right. Yeah. No question. Right. That's, and the, was, that's the plan. And that was why Tatiana hated Rose. She was like, get away from my you guys nephew. Have sexy vibes and i don't like it <laughs> i don't like the way that you look at my nephew fuck mm-hmm. off and she's like i want to kill your nephew right Can you i hate him, him? <laughs> i hate him <laughs> so i loved i will say like um the i love adrian unfortunately it's a pain in yeah. my ass he's still <laughs> a pain in my ass <laughs> yeah um but seeing them learn from Clarice about Vladimir Mm. and I just think that it's wild that we are getting the mic drop at the end of this right about the bond when the car the whole time in the book we we knew right yeah that was the whole like they knew they had a, a bond they didn't know why but right like, they didn't know, like, the spirit reason behind it, but they mm-hmm. knew why. So to have to tell her now, like, sorry, Rose, you were dead. Yeah. I just didn't want that to be the truth. Right. It makes it a lot more fucky. Yeah. <sighs> and we get our B plot, our royal court. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Tatiana. <laughs> of the throne. Yeah, this Tatiana, not book Tatiana. Not book oh. Tatiana, yeah. It is <sighs> wild. Victor is still, at least at the start of this, I will say, always well-dressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always Just, incredible fits. The styling on this show is is very good for her, specifically. It's just Victor, always amazing. Tatiana, always amazing. We can always say that about them, even if they're not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His we get a little bit campaign more like, yeah. was doomed. Yeah. Unfortunately. From the start. Ugh. Yeah. I did think and it was interesting that they were like, oh, hey, we're seven episodes in. Um, here's some ASL. We yeah. got ASL. Like, okay. Um, All right. Even though we're in Europe, we're yeah. in Europe. Because we get, um, I don't know where we are in Europe right now in the Dominion, but it seems like that was ASL. It wasn't a different language of sign language. Language of sign language, right, yeah. But, okay, cool. I mean, sure, I don't know why it wouldn't exist (laughs) in this world, so sure. Yeah. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. We get a lot more of, like, political beef backstory i feel like in this yeah um, of if there's one thing uh the queen loves to do is to invoke very old rules <laughs> at just at random times at too. random times and things that haven't been used in hundreds of years it seems um 
And so she does it again um, with this like ancient rule that will be like, instead of an election, we're going to do like trials for y'all. And that's how we'll decide. And like, the yeah, Marina's decide. just getting bored. And she's like, you know what? Right. I'm like, going to change for me things more. again. Voting is kind of boring. I kind of want to see a show. Kind of want like a little entertainment, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe let the elements decide. I don't. I'm sick of like making decisions for things. I'm out. I'm on my way out. So let's just like expedite this process, shall we? Um, and not do a boring old vote. <laughs> I don't know why this hadn't come up before because mm-hmm. Irene had mentioned this. Tatiana's mom. Aunt? I think it was her I aunt. Yeah, I think it was her aunt. Yeah, I think it was her aunt. Yeah. The, the idea of, like, a balance between church and state. Mm-hmm. And Irene is the, the head of the elementals. And so right. if Tatiana is going to be the head of the state, theoretically, that should not be allowed. Right. And I just don't know why it didn't take Queen Marina, like, why didn't she do this earlier to be like, well, obviously, we need to invoke this weird law that was covered in dust. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, okay, sure, that's fine. Right. I, I mean, I'm personally interested in yeah. what these sacred religious tests mm-hmm. are going to be. Um, I'm just also very worried, like, one, for Victor's health, because Sonia is gone, girl. Yeah, right. She just was like, cool, dude, I'm going to charge up Victor. Right. And then I'm gonna I'm rested up and I'm gonna charge my, my boy and then we'll be good and then uh oh. Not good. God damn it. I'm very worried. Yeah. I'm worried about Sonia trying to meet up with Mikhail because then they have way too much knowledge as Shergoy. Yeah. To take down everything. I feel like Tatiana's gonna rig the elemental challenges. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> because why wouldn't she? She's genius. I'm worried that those pills Lissa has, she's not going to take. Yeah. Though I did think that that letter Adrian gave her of her fun options was very cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very sweet. <sighs> I'm just, I'm worried. Where is everyone? I'm scared. Where, where are side characters? Where... Are the Strigoi attacks on the school? Like, what? Where? What's the Christian's whole family where situation? Are Christians, yeah, where are where Christian's the fu- parents? That Damn was it. a huge plot three episodes ago, and we've just said, nah, we'll figure that out later. What? He got Lissa's threats, essentially, from the book in that. How about we explore this a little bit? What's going on? Has Christian just been, like, on a fucking LAN party with Mason? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, they've just been too busy with Xbox. They've just... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm... I am worried that we only have three episodes left. We yeah. still don't know if there's a second season. Right. I'm scared. We... I'm just... I just want to be in Dimitri's duster with the interesting cut in the back yeah and hide out there but alas we cannot <sighs> um so episode eight next week <laughs> oh till then i'm going to eat mashed potatoes and gravy yeah and pretend 
that the show that is fictional is not causing me real life stress. Real, real life psychic damage, yeah. <laughs> real life psychic pain. Um, and focus instead on some of our patrons who bring Hell yeah. joy. So Do much joy. want to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh, thank you to Kylie Minty. Ow. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Katya Karp. Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Ooh, thank you to our newest patron at this level, Vivian Yuli. New name alert. New name just dropped. You're Vivian Yuli. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Oh, ow. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, <gasps> our mom, Kelly <gasps> Buck. Mom. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Thank you to Lara Forty. Bow, bow. Thank you to Dan Zeklos. Ooh. Thank you to Maria Swan. Pew, pew. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh. Thank you to Emily Ozera. Ow. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. I have a fan fiction here for you. This was written by Kay Riley. It is titled Holiday. The summary is Rose finds out Dimitri is practically born on Christmas and hasn't celebrated his birthday properly in years. This cannot stand. Okay. Okay. Dmitry Belikov, guardian extraordinaire, renowned for his almost unmatched skill set, both as a tactician as well as a fighter, martyr who'd offered up his precious and sparse free time to train the Academy's most notorious student was a Christmas baby. Or, well, almost. The 20th of December wasn't technically Christmas, but certainly close enough that Rose imagined half-assed excuses by semi-familiar acquaintances and family members for one big present for both Christmas and your birthday, rather than two small ones, if not skipping the 20th of December altogether in favor of the more widely celebrated holiday. Rose told Dimitri as such, who, much to her happy surprise, threw his head back in a proper, full-chested laugh. Dmitry Belikov could be mistaken for a statue if he put his mind to it. Rose had, on more than one occasion, considered telling him to take that surely unmatched poker face of his to Vegas. Therefore, every time she'd get as genuine and open a response from him as this laugh, she'd take a mental snapshot and bury it away in a corner of her mind to revisit later. Either way, Dmitry Belikov, having had to spend his youth sharing the spotlight that should have been rightly his on at least his birthday with a holiday like Christmas, somehow made perfect sense. 
Of course, he'd spend his life having his birthday being overshadowed, and Rose would bet anything he'd always been unbearably gracious about it too. She could see it now. Four-year-old Dimitri with a solemn smile, hand-waving half-assed excuses about forgotten birthday cards. The train of thought had developed and derailed so quickly after learning this fact about her fearless mentor that she'd almost missed his quick dismissal of the myriad scenarios she was conjuring up in her mind. End scene. Oh, gosh. She goes all out in this, but I will not spoil it for those of you that want to read it. Yeah. Folks, take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends who are watching live streams and are hopefully (laughs) not themselves in glass boxes. Yes, crucial. And tell your friends about the show. Yeah. And that way they can be here to celebrate with us in a couple weeks when we hit our 300th episode. Pretty wild stuff. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, as we say here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.